0: What's going on, traders? Yes, I am Darth Vader here with Chris Ketchy. You guys enjoy my dark, deep sounding voice. If I sound like Michael Murray today, you guys let him know. Or maybe I don't know what I sound like. Who knows? Let me know in the chat what you guys think I sound like. Let's go ahead and get today's show started, Chris. We're gonna talk about uh some November dates. We're gonna also talk about how there's been a move in EV, kind of these battery plays, autonomous. You got to keep your eyes out on all those plays. It's not just the electric vehicles themselves. Uh, so keep your eyes out on these and we'll talk all about it right here on Darth Vader with Chrysalpedia and Spax Attack. Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzing's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, This one's for you. All right, traders. I have no idea if my voice sounds different or not. Either way, I'm just going to go ahead and keep on rolling with it. Let's go ahead and get the party started. Welcome to the SPACs attack where we talk everything SPACs. And if you like them, go ahead and get it started with a thumbs up. Let's get to some headlines. There's a lot going on out there. Stocks are on the move. We need to get towards our watch list today and touch a lot of stocks. So let's go ahead and take us back to those headlines.
1: All right, guys. Yeah, uh, a lot to get to today on the show. We'll start with headlines. And then, as Mitch said, we've got the watch list. We also want to get to the November calendar. Yes, it's November 1st today. Hard to believe Um, we have a new month here for merger votes and also a ton of earnings from former SPACs. Uh, So kicking off, we have Porch Group, PRCH, Loop, Capital initiating coverage with a buy rating and a price target of $30. Um supports group currently trading at $21. Uh this has been a pretty strong performer uh DSPAC company. Um it's one to keep an eye on out there and that nice analyst initiation today. Then we have XL Fleet Ticker XL. Um they announced today that Eric Tech will be the CEO effective December 1st. Coming in with over 35 years of automotive and mobility industry experience, uh, coming uh, most recently as the senior vice president of corporate development at Navistar, um, he also held positions at Ford. Um, you know, so that being the key headline there. For the third quarter, XL Fleet expects revenue of 3.2 million dollars. Um, that includes 0.6 million from the sale of its drive systems and 2.6 million. From XL Grid, they will report earnings on November 15th after market close. Analyst consensus estimate currently stands at $6.3 million, so about double what the company is now estimating. So the big story, of course, the new CEO, but on the backside, it looks like um, the revenue is going to fall short, so that could be a story to watch due to supply chain issues. And we have Hyzon Motors, H-Y-Z-N. They highlighted their first zero emission fuel cell electric commercial coach in Brisbane, Australia last week. Um, So this is a, a coach vehicle that seats 50 passengers, has a range of 430 miles and motor power of 350 kilowatts. It is the first in a 10 coach order to be supplied in Australia. The remaining nine are in the advanced stages of production. Um, so Hyzon Motors, HYZN. Keep an eye on that one with that Australian deal and that delivery. Then we have one of our flyers this morning, Desktop Metal, ticker DM. This one we've been talking about a lot recently, right? It needed a catalyst, needed some news. And what happened today the company put out a press release that they tripled their manufacturing capacity for production system P50. So they announced the opening of a new in-house manufacturing facility that will more than triple the final assembly space currently dedicated for that P50. This is going to meet robust demand for the world's fastest metal 3D printing technology, This is part of their strategic plan to accelerate their production. Um, And they said that uh, assembly of initial builds targeted for shipment in the fourth quarter of 2021. Desktop Metal also has earnings later this month. Um, So again, shares moving up a lot today, 17% currently. This is going to be one to watch all month. Then we have Lucid Group, LCID. We got a nice lift in the pre-market trading. Shares now essentially flat on the day at $37. Um, First deliveries did take place this weekend. Um, So this is one to watch, right? You know, with these electric vehicle companies, everyone wants to know, you know, when are deliveries, when is production. So now Lucid Group has completed their first deliveries. They also report earnings this month. Um, This is going to be one to watch. Uh, you know, a a nice press over the weekend from those deliveries. And we did get one rumor late last week, ticker ASAQ. Um, This is a Tom Gorse uh, Platinum Equity exploring to uh, take Securus Technologies public via SPAC. So Securus Technologies is a prison Phone operator. Uh, it's kind of a controversial company, right? Because they charge a lot um, $25 for a 15 minute phone call from people in prison to their families. Um, but the note from Bloomberg did say that Securus has faced less opposition than private prison operators such as Core Civic and Geo Group. And of course, on the backside of that, the company does get a ton of revenue from this controversial service. So ASAQ on watch. Again, that rumor from Bloomberg. And then we have Lottery.com, L-T-R-Y. Today is day one, trading under the new name, the new ticker. Um, I'm seeing shares around $15 today. Remember, this is a a low float. It also has some catalyst, right? It is now known as Lottery.com, L-T-R-Y. They also own Sports.com. And when the CEO, Tony Uh, was on our show, he did say that that sports um, business segment, there would be news on that in the future. So keep an eye out on LTRY. Then CHPM uh, signed a letter of intent with an unnamed company uh, late last week. They also filed to extend their deadline to May 26th. They have a vote on November 22nd for that extension. This is one of the oldest SPACs out there. Um, looks like they signed the letter of intent to try to help with that uh, vote later this month, but again, unnamed company. And then KVSB uh, set a redemption withdrawal for the next door deal November 4th. They had 5.3 million shares redeemed, that's around 13%. SWBK, which is merging with Bird, they had 13.2 million shares redeemed, around 42%. And then MCMJ shareholders approved the deadline extension to December 31st. And on that extension, they had 10.7% of shares redeemed. Um, so that's what I've got for headlines. Uh, the other thing I will know is last week, we did only see two deals announced. I actually thought we would get more after that momentum from the Trump SPAC deal on the previous uh, week but only two deals announced last week, but it is a new week. It's a new month. So uh, here's two more deal announcements this week.
0: like always we're going to pay attention to see what goes on out there in the market but like always what we want to do is try to be a little bit forward looking that's how we've been looking at the market trying to find these names before they go running Uh, so let's go ahead and take a look at our watch list to see what's moving out there and what is on people's radars All right, in the heat of the action right now. Of course, we just talked about DM. DM ripping on up there past eight dollars. Uh, nice little move there. We'll give you guys uh, some information. I did sell some of my position today. Uh, was able to take some profits into this move. Uh, sold it right before eight dollars at seven ninety nine. Uh, took some out there. Going to look for a pullback closer towards seven seventy and seven sixty now to add those shares right back in uh, i'd be looking to go ahead and maybe even take some more than the, the the shares that i sold really good news coming out this morning about the tripled manufacturing capacity and this is what we want to see them starting to meet expectation of course earnings later on in the month so be careful we could have a run into the earnings and then get a pullback that's what i'm going to be kind of expecting here um, but that's why i'm going to go ahead and play the pullback if i get a pullback tomorrow i'll look to add and we'll see if DM can really take a lift. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right.
1: The last time they reported earnings, right? The the revenue amount was not very high. And that's something that a a company like this that is so disruptive, right? They're focused on the future. And and you kind of heard that in the press release today, right? They're gonna deliver those machines in the fourth quarter. So I think, yeah, we could see a run up into earnings. And then I feel like earnings may end up disappointing people, right? When they see the lower amount, because again, it's it's a lot about the future with this company and the 3D printing technology that they have.
0: Yep, Keep your eyes on them meeting those deliveries. If they can meet those deliveries, I think you'll start seeing some upside look in DM. Of course, this is one that I talk about for a long-term investment, just like a, another one that's been rocketing as of late. Um, I'm not sure why I don't have it on here, but let me just go ahead and add it. Probably had the old ticker still on there there showing up IonQ up about 8%. Look at this one. Another one that we thought was a long-term type of approach and as you guys can see, I mean IonQ has not looked away from that dip underneath 9. Remember when it was starting to dip there beneath 10. Chris and I were not saying that hey, you know, it could immediately get back up there, but what we were more looking at was this was a good time to take a long-term investment and now that we've seen it, it's more than double that price and we could see it kind of pushing on up here. Can we get a pullback here? Yeah, I think you could get a pullback to 13s or 14s, but it could potentially not see 10 again. So we'll see what happens with this one.
1: Yeah. I'm a little surprised that that move happened so fast, Mitch, you know, when this was under nine, right, we called it out as a good long-term play. Um, it didn't take long, though. Uh, no. And I, I mean, with that being said, I think you you know, you're, you're right. We could see a pullback here again. I, I don't think this is necessarily a short term trade, although people that did get in this, you know, you did make a nice move if you caught it. But I think this is a long term approach. So I would look for a pullback um, and not chase right now uh, at sixteen.
0: All right, let's keep going through some of these watch lists. Uh, Archer up also about 13.5%. Bouncing off the bottom here, Uh, 550 seems to have been the bottom there. But this is one that I honestly, this is not my type of catch the knife type of stock. I personally am trying to stay away from these types. Uh, But what do you think here, Chris? Yeah, I mean,
1: ACHR too. We've we've got to note that, uh, you know, Kathy Wood has been buying up a ton of shares in Archer um, that could be those volume bars you see at the bottom there. Um, Kathy, no stranger to the EBTOL market, right? She's bought Archer. She's bought Blade. She's bought Joby. But based on her current buys, it looks like Archer is actually her current um, you know, flavor of the week. Um, but again, I, yeah, this isn't really a short term, right? These electric vertical takeoff and landing planes are not hitting the market this week, right? This could be a couple years away. Um, So with that being said, I'm on the sidelines right now on several of these EVTOL plays.
0: Yeah, and to me, I mean, Chris, I mean, these are going to still have to go through a tough regulation fight, right?
1: Tough regulation. And also, Mitch, I mean, it's not cheap, right, to build these planes. So uh, keep that in mind. There is always the possibility of, uh, you know, some offerings here. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, some of these EVTOLs trade higher that uh, we get news of an offering again you know that's not a guarantee but just something for investors to uh, keep watch based on their their cost out there
0: at what price would you get interested if Archer came down to levels would you get attracted to this investment to me chris that's closer towards three but i'd, I'd ask you chris what do you think
1: Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you know, under five here um, again, but I would be playing this more as a long term where, you know, maybe it's in the IRA, buy Mm -hmm. it $5 and, you know, don't touch it. Just set it aside for a couple of years. Let's see if they can bring those planes to market, see if they can get full approval. And if that is the case, then, yeah, I think it's a good long term investment. But I, I think there are several roadblocks along the way. Um, So I wouldn't be putting it, you know, in my swing account with that being said.
0: All right. Another one up 12.74 percent. One that I think Chris and I were even talking about on Friday, now already up a good amount. Here's Evolve Technologies. They just recently got a deal with the Titans um, for their kind of a security entrance. And one thing I'll tell you guys is I've actually gone through these now live. I went through it in Austin. Uh reason why I went through these is that I actually went through a different side uh, that wasn't based for single tickets. It was based to get you in faster. And what did they use to get you in faster? right they used evolve and and how does that get you in faster because i didn't need to take off my bag i didn't need to take off uh take out my phone take out my wallet throw it in something where everybody's touched i was able to just to walk through and you could even see it on people's faces that they were kind of weirded out that you could just walk through and it like not buzz for your phone or something like that and it know the difference between the phone or if you had a weapon or something of the sort. So, uh, interesting stock starting to move, Chris. And, and what are you thinking here now?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we, we called this out on Friday, right? That Titans deal. I'm also seeing, you know, strong mention of this name on uh, Twitter, right? The, this is one that fell, right? And, and the story remains intact, right? They have those deals with NFL teams, venues. Um, they also had a test with Disney. Um, and now you're starting to see the the press releases come out, right? And, and Mitch, with that being said of the the Austin one, I also saw a comment from, I think, the either the CEO or the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons talking about how much quicker they can get people into the stadium. I mean, I remember going to Lions games years ago, right, with season tickets, and it was like, okay, we've got to leave the tailgate now because it's going to take us, you know, 20 minutes to get into the stadium, right? And, and mm-hmm. also, Mitch... That was pre-COVID. I mean, you and I went to a Tigers game together. And just like you said, what do you have to do? You have to take off your belt. You have to empty your pockets. And where do you put those things? You put them into a, a little dish, right? Like you see at the airports. And, and who has touched that dish? A bunch of people. And are they spraying down these dishes in between use? No, they don't have time to do it. So you're touching stuff you know, that other people have. And again, we are still in the middle of a a, a pandemic, right? Where, you know, stuff may not be safe on the surface. So this is about speed. It's about convenience. And it's also about safety, right? They can detect those guns with these devices. I'm really liking Evolve here. Uh, Remember, it does have backing from uh, Peyton Manning. Um, I think Bill Gates is an investor as well. So you got some big names there. I also heard rumors that Bill Gates was working on, you know, trying to get some deals with the, the government on this one. Um, you know, maybe for some government buildings. Uh, we talked about this one, Mitch, when we had the CEO on about schools, right? Mm-hmm. How if every school could afford this, I mean, how much safer would our schools be? Um, so that is a story to watch, too. But EVLV, uh, I, I think this move just keeps going right now.
0: It's definitely one to keep on watch. I love the story. And we'll see if this run can continue. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, we did talk about highs in. Uh, We can take a quick look at SoFi here. I know that a lot of people like this one. It is pushing on up today. I'm a little concerned about this push just because I've been hearing news about the DOJ going after Visa and what could happen there and potentially what could happen to SoFi because of that. Um, So that's why I'd be a little concerned. But at the end of the day, it's still looking bullish. The chart's there. What are you thinking, Chris? Yeah,
1: so far, I mean, I'm, I'm long so far. I have a real good cost basis on this one, um, you know, around 14.50, dollars I, I believe. Um, they do report earnings this month. They also, you know, have been rumored to get that bank charter right by the end of the year. So I could see that bank charter news, you know, coming around the time of earnings um, or at least getting an update from the company on where they stand on earnings. So I, I think this run continues into earnings, I believe, on November 15th. The question is, if they don't get the bank charter before the earnings, you know, are we going to see a bit of a sell off on that news as, you know, a lot of people may be in this based solely on that catalyst and not willing to keep holding it, you know, months from now?
0: Yeah, it's something to keep on watch. Uh, I think SoFi definitely has an upside look. I'm just worried more about the overall market bringing a catalyst that could hurt it. Um, But let's keep going. Let's get into another one here. Uh, last one, at least from the watch list, then we're going to touch some of the vote dates and earnings dates that are on this month. So we'll talk a little bit about those and then we can get into some of the other stocks that we wanted to get in with our middle segment. Uh, last one I want to go to, let's take a look here. Skills bouncing off the bottom there. I think that's a good one to bring on up because it's back above 10 start trying to get above 12 here. I, I personally am staying away from skills, but, I mean, to each his own, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the move in skills was when we called it out under 10, right? And I said, you know, if they get news and update on that NFL, um, which we haven't gotten, the, the story they got was the hire, right, of the former Amazon uh, executive. To me, it got a nice lift, but I still don't think that's enough, right? I think they need some news. They need, you know, the the NFL game. They need to talk about monetization of games, right? What are they doing? Mitch, I've played around with the skills platform before, and, I mean, there, there just aren't, you know, those A games on there, right? It's your, your C-list, your D-list games, you know, playing, you know, bingo against people or playing, you know, uh, you know, the the build the three in a row games, right? You're not playing, you know, your shooters, your sports games, your your top games. So, you know, for anyone really looking to, to be competitive with those games, I, I just think skills needs to get some, uh, some new big partnerships to, to bring some life back.
0: Definitely. We'll see if they can get some of those partnerships and at least start making some revenue or releasing some more positive catalyst there. We'll see what happens with that one. Let's go ahead, Chris. Let's get into kind of more of the dates here that you wanted to touch for the calendar. Which ones do you want to get into and why? Yeah, so it's it's
1: November 1st, right? So we have a new month. And with that being said, the month of November has less votes than the past couple have seen, right? So this will be a smaller month in terms of deal votes, but it is a huge, huge month. For earnings, right? We're in the middle of earnings season right now. So let's get to our votes for November. Tomorrow, November 2nd, we have MOTN voting on their merger with Ambulance. We also have SWBK voting on their merger with Bird. And then we have KVSB voting on their merger with Nextdoor. And then lastly, tomorrow, we have RTPY voting on their merger with Aurora. That is the autonomous vehicle company that we just interviewed last week. So four big votes tomorrow. And then after that, it it thins out, right? We go another week until November 9th when NGAB votes on their merger with Embark. And then on November 12th, we have DFPH voting on their merger with the Oncology Institute. On November 16th, we have VOSO voting on their merger with Wejo. On November 16th, we have KVSA voting on their merger with Valo Health. And on November 16th, we have LIII voting on their merger with Local Bounty. And then rounding out the end of November, on November 18th, we have FORE voting on their merger with P3 Health Partners. Also on November 18th, we have DDMX voting on their merger with Coder. And on November 23rd, we have TMA voting on their merger with Paratherapeutic. So those are the votes currently set for the month of November. Again, as you know from previous months, we may get some more that sneak in there um, as we are just on the first day here. And then as I said, we've got a lot of earnings in the month of November. So I'll highlight this week's earnings. We get NKLA Nicola. On November 4th, we also get MP, MP Materials, VLDR, Velodyne, PAE, PAE Incorporated, and OWL, Blue Owl Capital. So that's five former SPACs all reporting earnings on November 4th. And then on November 5th, we get DraftKings, you know, one of the biggest D-SPAC companies out there reporting earnings. And then, I mean, the November calendar is just filled with these fact companies reporting earnings. I'll highlight some of the bigger ones. November 8th, we have uh, Clover Health, C-L-O-V. Um, we get STEM later this month on November 9th. That's S-T-E-M. Uh, Velo 3D, VLD on the 9th. EVLV, which we were just talking about on November 10th, Evolve. We get 23andMe on November 10th, ticker ME. We also get Proterra, App Harvest, Hims and Hers, Open Door, Hylion, Good Lord. SoFi, and Tattooed Chef all on November 10th. So if you are someone who invests in SPACs, November 10th could be a big day with a lot of former SPACs reporting. On November 11th, we have Lion Electric, Astra Space, Weed Maps. And Luminar, so another big day. November 12th, we have Backed, BKKT, one of the hot ones out there recently. And November 15th, a big, big day to watch as we have Rocket Lab, Beachbody, Desktop Metal, Butterfly Networks, and Lucid Group. And then also have to note, Mitch, we've talked about this before. The month of November also includes the LA Auto Show, which Fisker will be showing off its vehicle app. And then one of the ones to watch I gave last week, we have Rocket Lab RKLB. Not only do they have earnings on the 15th, they also have a flight window opening on November 11th uh, with some Black Sky satellites. And they have another launch window opening November 27th. So two flight windows and earnings in the month of November. Uh, Mitch, I mean... November, right? Uh, not a ton of votes, but on the flip side, we have a ton of earnings. So, does anything stand out to to you? You know, we'll we'll start with the votes first, right? Does anything stand out, um, you know, on the votes? I I like Wejo, right? That merger on November sixteenth. Uh, they're backed by uh, Palantir GM, right? We had them on the show. This is Car Data. Um, that's the one I, I'm really watching this month. Uh, anything stand out to you on the merger votes?
0: Well, uh, d- definitely the merger votes. Uh, I'd have to probably pick on Aurora because uh, at the end of the day, we just interviewed them. Really interested in seeing how the reactions of investors are in this stock and what type of retail interest do they have. Uh, you know, that's what I want to really see. It's not necessarily what if if the story. You know, a lot of times. What I look at the story also is just retail, social. How is it socially uh, approved or how is it socially backed? We'll see what happens with this one. Uh, 11-2, I mean, it's going to be an important day tomorrow, guys. We've got a couple of them moving. Uh, Let's take a look at it right now. Let me see what I see here. Looks like we're up about 0.10, but really just had a, a day where a lot of volumes come into this. So I would be interested you know, if it could start moving up tomorrow. Definitely going to take a look, and I like when it does these little fake washouts. Um, it's been doing these often right before it makes uh moves. Uh, let me pull up here. There it is. Um, so as you guys can see, it did this washout this morning into this 1020, and now it's recovering that really fast. That's that's a that's a retail washout. That's when you get washed out because of a big buyer here early in the day. Next thing you know, it goes right back up there and then if you got stopped out there, now you're feeling ah, I got stopped out at 965s and now it's back at 10. Keep your eyes on this one. It could start moving. Um I'll keep I'll keep watch tomorrow for sure. Definitely. And then, Mitch, let, let's
1: start with this week for earnings, right? So, um, on the fourth, we have Nicola, MP Materials, Velodyne, PAE, Blue All Capital. And then on November 5th, DraftKings. I mean, I think DraftKings, obviously the big name, but I'm pretty excited about MP Materials on the fourth, right? Because they have that short report and they didn't really issue a huge response to the short report, right? They actually said, hey, we're going to report earnings on November 4th. We'll discuss all the stuff laid out in this short report, you know, when we report earnings. So with that being said, now there's a lot to live up to, right? They need to see some revenue growth. They also need to really issue a good response. So that's the one I'm really watching this week. What about you, Mitch? What do you think of MP and what else um, of the earnings this week?
0: Well, MP at least gives you a level to go off of. You got the 30 36 right underneath it on the weeklies. If you draw a trend line or a horizontal line also, then you could call a trend line above this kind of 3695 area, 37s is what we want to see for this stock to start ripping and getting back to 50. Um, Of course, the earnings could do that for us. So at least you have levels to go off of. A lot of times I don't like taking stocks that I can't determine the support or risk. This I could clearly determine the support. So now it's just time to determine if you want to take the trade.
1: And then DraftKings, Mitch, they report on Friday. I think uh, Penn National reports Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, MGM reports this week. So before DraftKings reports There's actually going to be some sports betting related companies, you know, issuing their report and maybe some guidance. So I'm wondering if maybe people can get ahead of the DraftKings move, um, you know, on Friday, because, again, DraftKings is a leader in the sports betting market. Um, I'm really curious to hear what they have to say about the NFL season. Right. That may not be in their actual earnings, but it'll be in their guidance, um, you know, looking forward.
0: I'm thinking positive on this. Uh, the, the reason why is, is there's just been a lot for DraftKings to report on. It's not just only their earnings. They had the NFTs they can add to the, the press release. They have so much that they can just throw on in there. Um, they, they also are going to probably talk about that uh, Entain um, and, and going through that process with MGM and, and kind of figuring that process out. I'm sure you'll get mentions of that. Um, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, DraftKings is still looking good, still looking like a a leader in this area and going to continue pushing the limits. So am I bullish DraftKings here? Yeah, I'm still bullish it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, Mitch, I mean, you heard me mention all those names, right? November is just full of so many companies reporting earnings, uh, you know, in the SPAC space, um, Anything stand out to you? I mean, there's so many to talk about, right? We already talked about Desktop Metal, um, Beachbody reporting this month. Um,
0: You know, there's just so many. All right. So what I'm going to try to do is go down by dates because there's literally so many we can talk about. But I'll just start knocking out some of these here. Uh, First one up that I'd pay attention to is Rover. Rover. Call me on Rover. R B R. -R 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 ROVR, this one's been pulling back, looking interesting to me. I might take a shot on this one. I'm expecting to get some good earnings out of this report, Um, good summertime. Um, And I think that's why this stock ran before. It was in a summer outlook, and it ran into the outlook now's pulling back closer towards the earnings that's kind of what you want to see versus a a run up into earnings because a run up into earnings just creates a higher and higher bar what this does is actually lower the bar and then if they come out with a great beat you could see it right back up there to 15 Um, i'm actually thinking about taking a shot on this one as a swing trade i'll let you guys know if i get in uh right now i need to close a couple uh, positions. I'm very low on cash right now. Uh, so I have a lot of positions open. And so with that being said, I'll let you know if I'm able to rotate some money to Rover. I do think it has a positive outlook and let's keep going. What's uh, another one? Yeah. On
1: um, on that same date, right? November yeah. 8th, Clover Health, C-L-O-V, right? That's a there big big retail investor option, right? This thing gets hot. And when they report earnings, obviously, we want to see revenue growth. We want to hear them talk about their state-by-state expansion. So Mm -hmm. I'm on the sidelines, but this is one I've been watching for a while. Um, I think it could get some love um, around earnings time. So CLOV would be the one uh, next week um, that
0: I would highlight. All right, all right. Um let, let let me see. Let me see where are we at in the likes department. I can give you guys some some information here, at least the Spax Attack team, but I, I need to I'm see seeing some 46 likes. likes. I 46, I think six. That's if it? you guys want to hear more about CLOV, uh we gotta get the likes up. All right, so we're at 246 likes. I will get you guys some information if we hit a hundred likes within the next three minutes. So you guys got to smash up that like button if you guys want to get this information and I'll get you guys some insight that many just don't have right now. Uh, let's keep going. Let's, let's see what we get. Let's see if we get those likes. I'll take a look in a second. I, I'm giving it the two minutes to three minutes. We'll see what happens there, but definitely Clover health is going to be one that will be on watch uh, for November 8th. All right, Mitch, uh, let's
1: go to November 10th in, in yep. the doc there. Go to November 10th. I mean, there is so many companies reporting <laughs> that day. Um, I, I can go first here. I would highlight uh, SoFi, of course, right? SOFI. Okay. Um, we, I talked about that, right? A banking play. Could there be news on the bank charter, right? That's something everyone is watching. And then also Proterra uh, is reporting that day. I am long Proterra as well, a bus company. Maybe they're they've been waiting to announce some bus deals until earnings or give some more guidance. How is that infrastructure bill, you know, going to help them? Um, so uh, PTRA. Um, I don't know pro- why
0: I always do that. I'm dyslexic. What can I say?
1: <laughs> it uh, is the one um, that I would also be watching on the tenth. A I trick mean,
0: right there. That's a it, trick. Get that. You. Is a
1: trick. So Mitch, there's so many companies. I mean, I could highlight so many more, but those would be the two that I would pick on the 10th. What do you think on the 10th uh, out of that long list?
0: Well, uh, at least you got those multiple bottoms on Proterra. So that one definitely, it's not a bad one to go ahead and start attacking. Um, let's go ahead and take a look here. Uh, from the 10th, uh, let me go ahead and I'll select, I want to hear about Allet. I own it. Let's, let's see I what had a feeling.
1: Means. I had a feeling you were going to pick that one.
0: Why, why not? I mean, I took my shot. You know, this is one that I just took some shares here. I took it at 386. Just to give you guys my insight. Uh, you guys know that I, I give you guys my entries and try to be as transparent as I can be. Uh, so I'm actually a little bit in the red. I'm at like 386, like right above here. Um, but I'm looking to see if $3 holds or maybe we get some news that, hey, we're, we're going to be able. We're seeing in the, the future that we could get that pass through the FDA. Next thing you know, uh, boom, it just changes right back into this. And then this is one of those companies, Chris, that I am taking the Warren Buffett approach. What's the Warren Buffett approach? You guys might ask out there. Well, the Warren Buffett approach is looking for companies that are really beaten down and make fundamentally sense to me. Outlet, the fundamentals, if you look at their sales and you look at their outlooks and their future and how the growth has been doing in their sales, I think you could see upside. The only negative here is that negative catalyst that hit it. Anything else, I don't see the negative side to it. And so that's why I'm going with the Warren Buffett approach here. Yes, the technicals might not make sense right now, but fundamentally, I think this stock is under valued right now and i think it can come back so it's a value play to me here um and we'll see what happens with outlet
1: yeah and i mean on the other side of that uh, another buffet approach right is buy what you know right by companies that you use their products you know Mm -hmm. uh, i as a parent i've used outlet devices before i know many friends and family members who have also used their products So again, you know, by what you know, these are good products. They just aren't FDA cleared, which is something the company is working on. And I think we get an update, right, with the earnings report of where they're at in the FDA approval process now. So I'll let definitely on watch um, later this month.
0: Warren Buffett buys stocks that are profitable. Jay, I think you need to take a look into the Warren Buffett approach. You might not know it, my friend. let's keep going let's get into some other stocks here um what are the ones on the tenth that we can maybe see a change in sentiment here uh let's take a look at another one that i'm expecting to come out with some holiday themed stuff maybe is it hims hims can can we get hims to move finally um i'm just thinking you know they're probably gonna come out with some kind of holiday sale to try to get their Sales to start moving some, and this one's been kind of just hanging out near the $758 price point. We'll see if we can get out of this price point, kind of jump on through nines, then get back up to 10. Of course, earnings to help it. I've been seeing the commercials out there, I've seen the Miley Cyrus ones, Gronkowski. Uh, Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Um, hey, who knows? We'll see what happens in him uh, and hers for the holidays. Definitely. And then Mitch, uh, rounding out uh, later on in
1: November, um, you know, there's some big ones on the 11th, the 12th, we've got back. But on November 15th, I mean, Rocket Lab, Beachbody, Desktop Metal, Butterfly, and Lucid. Those are some big, big names. Big boys. Uh, Rocket Lab's the one, you know, I would highlight for the month of November, right? I'm a big catalyst investor. When you have a company that's in the space sector, when they have Earnings and two flight windows open in the same month. I just think there's going to be a lot of eyes on Rocket Lab. And this is one I'm looking at for uh, this month.
0: We'll see what happens with the Rocket Lab. Like you said, uh, definitely launch dates going to be very important to it. Uh, let's do another one. Uh, body is another one that I've taken a approach. I've talked to you guys about this one and why I got into this one. It's looking like it's having a decent day today of about 5%. I've taken this one into the fives. Um, I have a nice, uh, I think near the 530s. Let me, I, let me be certain about that don't want to give you guys the wrong entry here. I try to be as transparent as I can. If I'm going to talk about my positions, I'm going to at least let you know exactly where I'm at versus what a lot of people would do, which is talk about the position but not let you know what they have. Uh, I'm at 538, so it it wasn't like I was crazy. I was actually (laughs) talking about the number there. Uh, so 538 is where I'm at, guys. I'm looking for this one to start ripping back up there towards at least 7. 7 is where I'd sell a little bit and then look for it to continue going. Of course, this is all based on the, the MyX uh, bike. Um, so we'll see if that bike really did take off in the sales. And this is where we're going to find out, I think, right here in the earnings. And we'll see what happens on this one. Uh, next one that we could talk about that I would take a look at also is – is another product that has been getting a lot of backing for a while, but out of the news recently is B-Fly. We did get a lot of news when it was going on with the SpaceX and now has been going sideways here. I really like how you got multiple actions. We've talked about this. I try to point this out all the time, guys. When I'm looking for bottom action, what am I looking for? I'm looking for three attempts to break down through the support. So you get those three attempts, And now that you got in this fourth, you can really draw this line here next to that $10 and hold that $10 as your support, looking for the stock to reverse here and start getting strong. This is one I actually might take a swing trade into, Chris. I'll let you guys know if I get into this one, but do I like the chart? Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely looking nice. And, you know, earnings could be a catalyst for that. So that's what we've got, guys a a packed November calendar, right? And we're just not, we're not just going to talk about it today. We'll be coming back to that calendar all month long, right? Especially those earnings, right? You'll hear those earnings reports here on the show. We'll break down the key details and maybe provide, you know, a, a stocks to watch list every Monday, right? So, Mitch, with that being said, you know, one of the hot areas right now, you mentioned it at the top of the show electric vehicles and batteries, right? Obviously, the Lucid deliveries this weekend, LCID, got a ton of attention. You know, the the one I would highlight, of course, Fisker, right? FSR, they've got the auto show this month, right? I I think Fisker's a sympathy play to Lucid, right? We saw Mm -hmm. Lucid almost as a sympathy play to Tesla. But then they also got the deliveries. So now they're on their own. They have vehicles out there. Fisker doesn't have vehicles out there, but they will be showing it off this month at that auto show. So I'm Long Fisker, and I think it gets a lot of attention this month with that catalyst. Um, Also, GGPI, right? That's taking Polestar public. That one started running a little bit last week. But I still think there's room as a sympathy play. I mean, they've got lots of cars on the road, more than Lucid, more than Fisker, obviously. And, and yet it really didn't take off as much. So GGPI is another electric vehicle one that I am watching. Um, what do you think, Mitch? Uh, what are you liking in the, the EV space right now that maybe hasn't ran um, with the other names?
0: Well, uh, one that I, I I pointed out last week is QS. I'm definitely keeping that one on radar. It's already started to move, but you can look for pullbacks in that one to continue moving. Um, and then you got to start looking for me. It's infrastructure, right? And so a lot of focus is that infrastructure deal that's going to supposedly go through sooner or later here. Um, so charge point is one that I've been pointing out that I definitely think it's made uh, Turn around to the story here. Remember when we were getting down here towards the 20s, we were starting to break down through the 20s. It looked like it was trying to head down towards 10. But what happened here to really turn us around? What happened here was finally the story of the infrastructure needed. I think that's really what's going on here is that you're you're really starting to pay attention that you're, you're going to need these types of stocks to do well before you get these EV runs. And what's happening here is now the the EV runs are starting. And what happens is usually I think it's an EV wave. Then you get these to, to follow and lag behind that first move. The the first move is the EV. Now I'm looking for all the technology that's behind these EVs to really start moving. That's why I'm taking a look at ChargePoint. EV goes, is another one you can take a look at. I'm looking for that one to start getting strong from the bottom. And look what happened last week in this stock. Last week, as this stock looked really, really bad, looked really, really bad. Look what happened last week. We just started really, what? started coming back into a really strong uptrend. So th- this is not, you know, I don't think I'm crazy for thinking this guys look around, try to find these types of plays and you might just find uh, these, whether it be an autonomous play, whether it be a charging station, whether it be a battery play, whether it be EV, it's all about relationships. 100%. That's what it's about.
1: Mitch, how about uh micro MVST? So that's a battery a play. Look. You mentioned QuantumScape, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. MicroVast got a bit bit of a lift on Friday. Um, So this could be. Why would that happen, Chris? So so this could be the one to watch, right? As the play to QuantumScape. And also, you know, as you said, the infrastructure, right? This is a battery company. They already have existing deals. Um, It's one I've liked for a while. We saw a huge, huge pullback, right? I mean, this thing was hot going into the merger vote, and then it really died off. But it looks like life is coming back into MVST. I mean, look at that volume on Friday. Uh, You know, that's the highest volume we've seen in a long time. So uh, uh, what do you think MVST here, Mitch? Uh, I'm liking this one.
0: I'm liking it too. What I always look for, right? On the bottoming action, guys. I, I think I almost give away too much by showing this often. <laughs> this is why I point this out, guys. It's not because it's like some like super hidden secret hidden formula for technical analysis, but it gives you that perspective, that that idea of psychology, right? Is that if a stock tries to break down, it breaks down, break down. If it can't finally get through that level, what happens? You get a little bit of a reversal swing. That doesn't mean that it's going to reverse completely, but what you want to see when you get that reversal swing is some volume to come back into that because what that shows you is some bulls getting strong and some shorts starting to cover a little bit, a little concerned because they're expecting the stock to continue on the downward trend. But when you get those quick reversals, what happens to the shorts? They get the deer and headlights. They're like, whoa whoa, 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 just be careful here. That's what we want to go ahead and look for and for me, microvass is turning around here and could definitely be one that I would look for it to close the gap, 863, and then look for that lift. So right now you got a gap up here, look for it to close between this area, somewhere in between here, come back into this and then take off. That's what I'd be looking for in microvass And Mitch, the other
1: battery one I would call out that may be under the radar. So if you guys want one that hasn't moved yet as much, uh, Ivan, I-V-A-N. So they recently you know, announced their deal um, back in July. So this is still pre-merger um, you know, merger closed. This is merging with SES, which is another battery play, right? And they have investments from General Motors, Hyundai, Geely Group, Kia, Foxconn. Um, so they've got some big names. So it's similar to QuantumScape, right? And it actually was a spin-out from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, or MIT, um, they said that they can charge batteries in, to 80% in less than 15 minutes. So if you like the QuantumScape story, right, QS, which is still a little ways away, I think Ivan, I-V-A-N, um, you know, is a nice sympathy play to the quantum scape move that we recently
0: saw. Love it. love it. I mean, is multi-time frame trade. They are all setting up there. And what's happening to the volume? Last oh, look week. at that
1: volume! I didn't even notice
0: that. It's, it's, this looks just like the chart of SEAH, nope. even though it's nowhere near or the type of stock. Look at the pattern. Look how similar to a pattern it looks, and then you'll see what exactly what I'm talking about. This is definitely one that I'd put on my radar, Chris.
1: Yeah, it's the one I'm watching, right? Because QuantumScape, I think, ran more than you know. I wanted to grab it at. I think it could pull back. Mm-hmm. Um, DCRC is another battery play. That one ran a lot last week as a sympathy play um to the qs move um going from like 1050 to 13 but ivan i mean look at it you're still under 11 dollars so you still have i mean we're at 1040 your floor price is 10 right this is a pre-deal close so this is a a nice risk reward opportunity i think in the battery space especially if battery plays stay hot which right now mitch There isn't really a hotter trade than EV and battery in the SPAC space.
0: That's what I'm trying to say, you guys. You guys got to stick with what is rotating there, right? And so when you see something take off, like let's say a Tesla – which is a leader in auto manufacturing and a leader in what, in EVs, you start paying attention to the other EV names because you've already missed that Tesla move. That you can't catch, but what you can catch is the other ones that follow it. That's how I was starting to tip towards Lucid moving. That's how I was starting to tip towards these autonomous moving. That's how I was starting to tip towards QS and battery plays moving. That's how you find it. Find the story, find the rotation, and then look for the data to follow it. it. That's what I was testing all last week. Was this just purely an EV move or were the autonomous and the battery play is going to follow? And what do you end up start seeing is you're looking for QS to move, not necessarily taking it. But when it moves, what does that give you? Signs for the others. Not necessarily only for the leaders. This is why I always pay attention to the relationships and I'm focusing on industries versus micro and looking at one stock. I'm trying to look at the industry moves and this helps us because then we can go and attack these as baskets and try to diversify or concentrate into a couple plays looking for a big return. It's always up to you guys out there to determine what type of play you want to go at that do you want to diversify do you want to concentrate that's going to be up to your trading style but one thing i can tell you that's how we go about it guys we need to follow the industries and you're going to be able to see these changes and then you can start looking for the volume to follow because volume follows it doesn't lead that's what i'll tell you guys just a little, just a little background and some insight, and how you guys can find these. Because it's not about what is happening today, right? It's about what's going to come next year, and so next year is when I really expect to see what EVs struggle a little bit because there's still going to be what chip shortages. But what is going to come is the technology behind these EVs. So I'm expecting the charging stations to all go up. I'm expecting autonomous uh, to really do well. And those all will give what? The footprint to the EV wave that we'll see going into the next generation.
1: Definitely. I just answered a question in the chat from uh, David asking about DCRC and DCRN. So DCRC is solid power, which is a battery play. DCRN is bringing tritium public, which is a charging play. So two separate SPAC deals, both in the EV space though. Um, Mitch, I'm seeing people ask about, did we hit a hundred likes? No, they didn't. The Answer is no, I'm not seeing a hundred, but it looks no, like a lot of people out there were looking for that
0: clove. Uh, you know, I can't, uh, I, I can't yeah. give you the news, guys. If you guys don't hit the likes, I we can't were so give you the close, news. so close. I don't mind giving you guys the insights, but I mean, at the end of the day, you guys got to reward us oh, with hitting oh, that like button. You, we might have hit it. Uh, I said three minutes. I don't know if I should go I think it for was longer it. than three, but
1: what do you think, Mitch? I, I see 100 on screen now.
0: All right, all right. I'll <laughs> give you guys insight. I'll give you guys insight. So here's the deal. We went after Clove here and got an interview. It's already done. It was done with Jason Raznick on the Raz Report. It's going to get put out this week. I don't have an exact time yet because the editors are finishing it up as we speak. So get ready. I will let you guys know exactly when the interview is coming out. But you guys already know the interview is coming out. This is news right here. So, hey, wanted to give you guys that insight that we will have that interview for you this week, Clove. So look for it. And also the earnings report coming. Maybe we can get some information in that interview that potentially could help us. Look at that earnings report a little bit different. So stay tuned. I know I'm going to be watching it. I'm going to be
1: watching Mitch. And I think that's the key, right? Is your CEOs, they don't spell out, you know, hey, this is how much we're going to report. This is what we did. But you can read through the lines, right? So if you hear updates on, hey, this is how we're progressing, you know, these are the states we added, this is how much Medicare patients we signed up you can kind of get a early look at earnings, right? So with Clover reporting this month, I, I think you're going to get some comments. And again, Mitch, this is a big interview, right? The CEO of Clover Health, they, they've been the target of several short reports recently. And, and the CEO has not done a ton of interviews recently. So the fact that you know he he talked to Jason Raznick on the Raz Report, that's a big get for Benzinga, right? And I think this could be a really good interview to watch. I know I'll be looking forward to it this week, but yeah. So a little insight for everyone here on SPACs attack that we will have that interview out on Benzinga's YouTube later this week. So if you're not already subscribed, make sure you subscribe so you can get notified
0: when that goes live. Without a doubt. You know, one thing is I I personally am even staying away from the stock guys. So you guys won't see me going into the stock pre- this i'm gonna let all this go through and then i'll pay attention to the stock and reason why Because we're fully transparent we're trying to get you guys the information that you guys want as investors and get you to the stocks that you guys want so that's if that's uh getting to Clove, we'll do it if that's getting towards lucid let us know guys one thing is we've been really starting to push forward towards um who knows maybe we can do a uh lucid air uh dream edition and try to get a, a review going You guys let us know in the comments. If that's what you guys want, let us know because that's what helps us know what to get to you guys and how to improve every single day. Like always, guys, we're going to keep going at this on the SPACs attack like we've done since the beginning, getting you guys the information that you guys need to be informed traders in the SPAC industry. Up next, you guys got the power hour. Yes, I said it. The power hour is coming on next. Definitely stick around, guys. It's going to be a great one. And we'll see what happens. Looks like there's going to be some IPOs to watch this week. Looks like Matt Hammond probably going like to be on the show today. It is Monday so,
1: after all. Uh, Mitch DM, desktop metal up 21% now. A uh, uh, big mover today. Yeah, a um, little,
0: little part of me is kicking myself for selling at eight some. But hey, you know one thing I like to do, guys, is I, I, I've I've been really looking back and, and been struggling with understanding that, hey, I, I'm a trader. I'm not here for the YOLO type of trade. If I wanted to do that, then yeah, I wouldn't even probably put my money in DM. I'd probably put my money in Floki or something. But just just the idea is here, guys, is that we're here to be consistent traders. And so for me, I just want to stick to rules because what that does is that gives me a defined trading system. I'd rather have a defined trading system than a subjective one where you look back and you're always trying to judge your decisions Versus taking an objective approach. It's always up to you guys to go ahead and determine what you guys think is best. But I'll tell you right now, to me, it's always about being objective, knowing where your target is, knowing where you're going to take some off, knowing where your ad is. And it's better to go ahead and execute on that idea than to be subjective, look back at what ifs or what could have, or maybe I should have, like right now, oh, I should have held to 850. No, I mean – Pat on the back, sold where you were going to tell yourself you were going to sell. Now look for your ad. And if it comes to your adding spot, go ahead and add. Because that was my idea for taking some shares off. Now, you guys can go ahead and kick my butt if you guys hear my execution not on point on the ad. That's what it's about. It's about improving your execution in your system. And then you'll see. You'll see if your system's truly profitable if you can execute that system.
1: Definitely, Mitch. I'm throwing up all these compliments we're getting in the chat. I, I mean, I, again, shout out to the Spax Tech family out there, um, you know, and happy. I, I got to agree with that first comment I put up, right, that this hour flew by. Uh, I mean, Mitch, we had so much planned for today's episode. I think we got to most of it the November calendar is jam-packed with earnings. I mean, we're, we're going to have a big month full of interviews and, and talking about earnings and specs to watch, right? Follow the news, follow the story, follow the cycle of the different industries and sectors, like Mitch said. So w- with that being said, uh, you know, yeah, stay tuned for Power Hour. Uh, look forward to hearing what Matt has to say about IPOs this week. He's got some great information. And as always, we will see you tomorrow on SPACs Tech.
0: Yeah, there was one that I was even looking at uh, this morning for IPOs. So there's some couple that I'm going to be taking a look at. You guys find out all about them on the Power Hour and let us know what you guys want to see next right here on the SPACs.
2: Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right.